The Crane Thrive Podcast, episode 115. Business Intensive with Steph Wallace of Mostly Miniature. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thriver, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. I am, uh, let's just say, a little bit jet lagged right now. <laughs> I've just arrived home yesterday morning from the UK via Singapore. So we went from UK summer to Singapore summer, which is whew, super human. We had a good day though. Uh, we had a day wandering around the, the city and home again. So we had two night flights. I don't know about you, but I don't sleep too well on planes. So by the time we finally got home at about 10 a.m. yesterday morning, I was shattered and uh, had to <laughs> had to basically sleep <laughs> most of the day and most of the night, but feeling a little bit more human now, which is awesome and looking forward to getting back to the normal rhythm of things. I'm so, I mean, I love traveling don't get me wrong it is amazing and I'm so grateful to be able to travel all over the world and see new places but you know there is no place like home and it was so lovely to come home to my haven and uh, our house sitter did a wonderful job of taking care of our house and our plants and our kitty and we came home to a spotless house and a made bed and it was just brilliant so a big shout out to Kelly our house sitter for being so wonderful and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to settling back into my home and into my office and doing uh, some exciting things over the next few months, ramping things up with Create and Thrive and uh, opening up the ephemeral shop again, which we've done today and getting back into the rhythm of things over the coming months and years. We don't actually have any plans to go anywhere anytime this year or next year. So we're looking forward to really diving into the, the house and growing the garden and doing all of those sorts of fun, homey things. And of course, getting out there and having weekly adventures, as I talked about a while back now. So hopefully things are going well for you. Second half of the year, we're in August already. My goodness, how did that happen? And uh, we'll be starting to think about kind of the holidays soon enough, if you're not already thinking about them. Uh, But, you know, there's never a time where we're not planning ahead or thinking about what we need to do next in our business or just making decisions. And sometimes it can be hard to, you know, figure out which way we want to go. And sometimes when that happens, the best thing to do is bounce your ideas off somebody else. So today I have another business intensive for you. We did one a few weeks ago now where I shared a business intensive. For those of you who who haven't heard that or aren't familiar with it, business intensive is a one-on-one session between myself and another maker. Uh, it's We do it in my membership site, The Thriver Circle, once a month. We have a couple of live calls, uh, a live call with a couple of business intensives. So that person puts uh, fills in a questionnaire and then hops on the phone with me or via the internet with me. And we spend some time talking one-on-one about their business and their goals and their struggles with other members of The Thriver Circle. They're listening in and, and commenting as well. So it's really fun and interactive and it's a really great way of kind of getting through the brambles in your mind if you need help. So, you know, if you're in the Thriver Circle and you haven't done this yet, I highly recommend you put yourself forward for it. If you're not in the Thriver Circle and you'd like to be, membership will be opening in a couple of months time and you can join us and put yourself forward. But even if, you know, if that's not the case for you, if that's not something you want to do or not something you're able to do at this time, sometimes it's just best to get it out of your head. Sometimes we can get so caught up in these kind of cycles in our mind and we just can't break out of it and make a decision. Just talking it through with somebody, somebody who is supportive, but also practical, someone who's not just going to say yes to everything you say, but actually give you, you know, relevant down to earth feedback and, and be a good sounding board. Hopefully you've got someone like that in your life, or you can find somebody like that in, in the creative community or in your family or group of friends. And definitely take advantage of that and, um, you know, use that connection and that friendship and that backwards and forwards to help each other out. If you, you know, if you can find someone else who you can be the sounding board for as well, then that's the best of both worlds. 
So in this episode, we talk a lot of, you know, we talk through some of Steph's thought processes. You know, she's already got a a successful business that's growing kind of faster than she can handle in some ways. And she had some ideas for some other uh, ways she wanted to bring in money and other things that she wanted to do. So it's a, it's a really great, uh, a really great business intensive. You may remember Steph was on the show a while back talking about Instagram. So if you heard that episode, <laughs> you'll know we have a lot of fun when we chat. So I hope you enjoy that as well. And if you want to obviously, uh, give me any feedback about this episode, as always, you know, head on over to the blog, createandthrive.com. Look for the show notes. This is episode 115 and you can leave a comment below. So let's dive into this business intensive with Steph Wallace of Mostly Miniature. We're going to get started with our business intensive, which is with the lovely Steph. And I'm going to unmute you now, Steph, so you can say hello. 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 Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) I was so excited when I saw you uh, put your name down. I'm like, yeah, I get to talk to Steph again. So. Oh, stop it! <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone, you've listened to the interview we did on the podcast uh, where Steph shared her Instagram goodness with us because, uh, yeah, that was fun. And I hope if you haven't listened to it, you need to go listen to it because it was awesome and Steph shared a lot of really good, good stuff with you all. Um, but yes, so yay, you're here and we're talking about your business today, which I'm excited about. So um, am I. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yay. So before we start, uh, are you happy for me to share what you wrote in your questionnaire with oh, everyone? Yes, please. Of course I am. Yes. Yay. Excellent. All right. So we've got about half an hour. We'll see how we go. Might go over a bit and that's fine. It's just you tonight. So okay. we've got a bit more, a bit more time. So, uh, for those of the people who aren't familiar with you, could you just give us a quick intro to who you are and what you make? Yep, so I'm Steph Wallace and I make uh, teeny tiny doll's house furniture. So it's modern furniture for contemporary doll's house renos and I sell it to yummy mummies who are <laughs> making beautiful doll's houses for their overindulged children, basically. <laughs> That's a very specific ideal customer you've got there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure it is, yeah. <laughs> and I think I recall you saying that ostensibly they, they're buying it for their kids, but it's kind of really for them. Yeah, that time, is a kind of, of childhood, childhood memories, yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I try and include <laughs> that in my marketing spiel as much as I can, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. All right. So... That's a, I, I love that you make something quite unique. Like I don't I don't think I've come across anybody else who makes miniatures. So you know I think from from kind of the get go you're probably you're probably doing well with the whole niche thing. Uh, but you you also make very sort of specific style of of miniatures. Yeah I do. So I kind of make um, tiny versions of um, contemporary designs that are popular now. So what's kind of around on the interior design scene is what I make in tiny versions. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of very in touch with what's happening in the the greater design world deliberately to make sure that you're kind of in line with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of about making all those tiny designer pieces that people would like to have in their homes in real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they have them in their tiny homes instead. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. All right. Excellent. So let's, let's have a look at what you wrote to me. Uh, The first thing is your main goal for the next six months. So you yep. said um, your gross income goal for the next four months is uh, $12,000 $12, for the next four months yep. with a net of about half that. So about keeping about $6,000 basically. Yep. Um, which is awesome. So that's, so keep, that's keeping you, keeping you motivated to achieve this is uh, that you're financing a trip that you guys are taking overseas for about, about what, six weeks, two months? Yeah, that's right. So I'm closing my shop for the time that I'm gone. Um, mm-hmm. So although it's a, a six month goal, that literally I'm not, I won't be earning for those. Well, I'll probably be at about two months by the time I have that period where I close the shop, but complete orders, and then go and then get back and get it all mm-hmm. started up again. Yeah. 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 So you're focused on meeting this goal and developing strategies to manage your growth sustainably, which we're about to talk about shortly. Um, And you're trying to come up with a way to create passive income for the six weeks while you're away. And you have some ideas on this. Just putting a pin in the fact that this 
this week's podcast is actually on that topic, surprisingly. Oh, I, did a, I did an episode about passive and alternative income streams, so cool. that might be a good one. Um, but I think you've already got an idea. So, you know, uh, let's go on down to the next thing, which is the number one thing you're struggling with in your business. And you did mention this in the circle recently, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is sustainable scaling. So you're seeing the growth in your biz that you've been working towards, but it's coming with challenges you hadn't anticipated. So you've reached that point where things have gone better than you anticipated and you've yeah. run out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> And and for people who are just, you know, in that initial growth phase who haven't hit this wall yet, it is a real problem and it does happen to a lot of us. You know, most people who, you know, growing a successful business, you will come up against this point where you just can't do it all anymore because you just don't have enough hours in the day. Um, So, you know, what's happening for you is that you, as you say here, you're in a season of your life that doesn't permit you to work full time because you've got a little one at home who you're taking care of. Mm -hmm. And so you need to focus on growth strategies that leverage your offerings more effectively. And I like this. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. So sitting back and waiting three years until my kid is in school isn't on the cards and need this more (laughs) childcare. And I, I believe that's because you just you want to be there with your daughter. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That, I mean, that's kind of the core of why I'm doing this. But also mm. I think that, you know, that's kind of maybe too simplistic a solution because mm. even if I had a full-time childcare, the point would come where I have no more hours to trade for money, <laughs> you know. Yep. Yep. And I want to get bigger than that, so I kind of need to really nut this out now so I can start putting things in place so I'm not losing my mind trying to keep up with orders. Mm. <laughs> I think that's really, and I actually just did an interview literally just before this call with um, a lady called Poppy Treffery, sorry, Poppy Treffery, who is a maker mm-hmm. in England who has grown her business to the point where she has 15 employees. Wow. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, she, you know, her interview will have a lot to, for you as well. Now, oh, good. Yeah. So, you know, there really, uh, there's no real other solution here. You You either have to. Stop making so many sales, or you have to hire someone <laughs> to help you. <laughs> if you want to, keep, if you want to keep growing the handmade business, there's there's really no other solution. And and you don't necessarily have to get someone to help you make stuff, but you're gonna to have to get mm-hmm. someone to help you with some aspect of the business, i.e. Sure. some form of outsourcing. Um, yeah. Because you just don't have the time to do it all anymore. No, and already those kind of important but not essential, non-urgent mm-hmm. things are already taking the back seat, and that's yep. just going to get me in trouble down the line. You know, like keeping up yep. with my accounting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, you've reached you reached that point, that wall. And mm-hmm. so what? I mean, have you? I know that you have the idea for the passive income stream, and we'll get to that in a minute. But just for the hand, let's let's look at the handmade business for starters. What are you mm-hmm. feeling? You know, are you completely stuck, or are there glimmers of potential ways that you could kind of move past this? Yeah, so I already have a number of products that I'll say passive in, in, in air quotes <laughs> because mm-hmm. nothing's really passive, is it? Really, no. it's a myth. Um, <laughs> but I have like a, a number of printable uh, products, and I'm in increasing those and I've only Mm -hmm. just started doing them in the last couple of months so they're already bringing in extra revenue Mm -hmm. um but not not as much as I would like people still seem to want the physical product so I've been tossing around a few ideas um including um an e-course um but Mm -hmm. also I've been now have you seen that Etsy is opening up this new uh, branch of Etsy into mm-hmm. um, DIYs and and um, supplies. So I've been tossing yeah. around the idea of instead of like um, increasing my product range into kits that are less hands-on. So still doing mm-hmm. the finished product, but I have you know apart from my yummy mummies, I have another type of customer who are miniatures collectors and makers, and they're obsessed and you know. And I oh, feel like yeah. maybe that could service that side of my business but I do know that kits are actually more labor intensive than you think they're going to be you know people pay less for them but you still have to cut all the materials and put it all together and package it up and 
yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still going to be a labor intensive um, thing, basically. Yeah, but there are products I really hate making that sell really well. Um, <laughs> like I charge well for them, but it still just yep. doesn't feel enough for the yep. pain and the yep. ass that it is. So yep. yeah, I'm thinking maybe there are products like that that I can focus on um, moving out of one range and into a kit range, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a very good idea. Um, the other possibility is to get someone to make them for you. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm groaning, not because I don't want to employ somebody, but because I know what I'm like as a boss, and I'm uh-huh. really crap. Like, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, oh, could you just please do this thing maybe when you get time to it, time, time to do it. And it's okay if it's not, like, really awesome. Just as long as it's done. You know, like, um, awful. Yeah. I haven't employed, so, employed people before, but I've managed volunteers and I'm pretty yeah. rubbish. That's why okay. I'm learning. Yeah. Okay. But is that what's? I guess I, my question is: is which one's more painful? <laughs> like, if, if you think about if you think about moving forward, is the idea that you still have to make all of this stuff, or that you have to teach someone else how to make all this stuff, and then they'll be able to do it by themselves with a little bit of oversight, more painful? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I want all the money. So all the money. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so and that's really the only way I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. But yeah, maybe yeah, kits is something that's not as highly skilled. You know. Yeah. So you could get something yeah, to make that error. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. So that you know you can bring someone and and everyone listening. Okay, if you are gonna reach the point where you're gonna bring on someone to your you know to hire someone or whatever, there is a there is an adjustment period that's painful because you've got to spend the time not only making the stuff but teaching someone else how to do it. Um, and if they're not skilled already in that particular craft, which I'm imagining you're not going to find someone in your town who is necessarily because you live in a, a relatively small town. Yeah, I do, um, yeah. Yeah, that it, ha- it has miniatures building experience. I think you never know. <laughs> Go down to the local men's shed. There might be some dude there who's like awesome at building miniature planes or something. I know I'm stereotyping here and that's terrible, yeah. but you never know who you might find. Um, so by make, by kind of doing a little bit of a transition and having them making kits rather mm-hmm. than a finished product, it's a little mm-hmm. bit less risky for you. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're not making that that beautiful finished product. They're they're kind of doing, uh, perhaps they're packaging like. And that's another thing, you know. Bring bring a teenager on board who can wrap stuff up yeah. for you. You know those little parts that aren't necessarily making the actual product, but you know yeah. the packaging or hire someone. To, now I know you're not going to let go of your social media, and that's awesome because that's the <laughs> thing. But bookkeeping, you know, those those other discrete tasks that are so crucial but are falling by the wayside because you're too busy making stuff, those mm-hmm. are the sort of things to, I think, be letting go of first because they're less uh, scary to let go of. They are. And I feel like the only reason I haven't let go of them so far is I've had a business before and I felt like I got the balance way out of whack. It was all reinvesting, reinvesting back in the business, which didn't really amount to very much. So this mm-hmm. time around, I've been like super lean so every decision of spending money on either another person or a um, an app or you know a service I've been very considered about maybe too considered yeah so perhaps your pendulum swung a bit too far back the other way potentially yeah and I've become a tight ass yeah (laughs) (laughs) look and there's nothing wrong with that really uh you know there's nothing wrong with being very careful and very considered in the growth of your business but there does come a point where, well, look, you have to make a choice here. And, and, and the choice comes down to, do you want to keep growing or do you want to maintain? And the, the thing is, when you maintain, you you know that you're not going to make any more money from that particular part of your business. Yeah. Like you're going to make this, there's a cap on it because there's only so much you can make as one person and there's only so many hours you have to make stuff. So you know that there's a cap on how many orders you can take, which means you need to, well, if you want to make more money, you have to increase your prices because that's the only way to bring in more money rather than selling more product. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I have taken your advice and been through that process a couple of times. <laughs> like you're just sneaking them up, thinking no one will pay that, and then they do, uh-huh. um, <laughs> which is which is great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they those sales just keep coming in, and I I don't want to say no to them. You know, I'm driven. Yeah. I feel like I'm constantly driven to move forward. Mm-hmm. So whether I like it or not, I'm always pursuing those opportunities to get more sales mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and they're freaking out a little bit when they come in yeah I'm feeling like I'm letting people down I hate that feeling right. you know that I'm not that I don't order one's late because my childcare gets cancelled or you know whatever it might right. be yeah yep yep mm-hmm. yep and that's to- yeah I totally understand that and you know that feeling of making sure you know trying to please everyone uh which yep. is impossible but we, <laughs> we try anyway <laughs> But there also, I think, comes a point where you have to you have to draw a line one way or the other. So you know, it's either a line in the sand of I can only take this many orders, and if people, you know, that that's just the way it is, or the line has to be I have to let go a little bit and and trust someone else to help me, um, which yeah. is also terrifying. Um. <laughs> Good trust issues there, Jess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is like. You know, my my husband is my other half in the business, and even that was scary enough, like bringing him on board and trusting him to make things properly. And, you know, this is yeah. the person I trust most in the world already. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I still, and look, I still quality control every single thing he makes and vice versa. And I think I wouldn't, like, there's no way I could say, yeah, make, even though he's better at it than me now with a lot of things, oh, I still can't, yeah. like, I still can't let go. Of, of looking at every single piece we make and make sure that it's it's up to my standards. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because, but I don't have to be the one down in the studio five hours a day actually making it, which is yeah. hugely uh, a huge relief because it means I have time to do the other things that the business yeah. requires. Yeah. Um, of and which I'm, there are many. <laughs> of which there are very, very many. So... I think, you know, there's not an there's not a magic wand I can wave here and make an easy solution for you. I think deep down you probably know what you have to do, but you don't you're kind of holding out on it. And I don't know what that is because yeah. only you know what that is, but I, you know, I think you probably know what it is. Yeah, and I think the reason I'm holding out because it involves uh taking time out of that just order fulfillment process to yeah. get my systems into place to fight source the support that I need and to mm-hmm. make that happen so mm-hmm. instead I'm just sort of burrowing burrowing my head in deeper and just like feverishly working away you're stuck on the treadmill and you can't get off yeah yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah well thankfully for you there's actually an off button coming otherwise known as your holiday Yes, I know. How handy. And it's the kind of holiday where there's going to be a lot of downtime. So uh-huh. um, I'm hoping to be able to, you know, with grandparents around to take the kids to the park, that kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to be able to, like, yeah, put some headspace to this properly and, and implement some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That is a very interesting point. Uh, and I think you're very, very wise thinking about it now I you know and you feel I think you've reached that point where you have to make some changes or some some growth decisions and but it's you like you said you're stuck on that treadmill and I think perhaps at this point the best thing to do is just keep going you know and and make the most out of this next few months because you know you want to bring in this income you know you want to you you know you want to work as hard as you can to bring in that money that you need for the time you're going to be taking off and then really commit during that time off to thinking about it and having, because you'll have that space, you'll have so much space. Um, after you actually have a rest, let me just put that out there. <laughs> you know, you need to have a rest before you do anything else. Um, but after you've had a bit of a rest, you'll, you know, you'll feel reinvigorated and have a bit of space from it all. So you may be able to make that decision um, mm. from a, a, a place of a bit more, you know, rest and relaxation. Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit, thinking, I've had this realisation that I can kind of get caught up in um, 
thinking that things have to be this huge insurmountable mountain, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have this vision that's so grand that from getting from here to there just feels like the hugest thing that I just have to commit all this time to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just this week had, yeah, a bit of an aha moment around like, <laughs> you know, just because this podcast or blog or that I thought, whatever, mm-hmm. does this full-on thing, say, let's talk about e-courses, for example, mm-hmm. as their full-time business and they are pumping loads of money and energy into that, that, that doesn't mean that my version of that has to look that way. You know? No, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Um, look, there's all these people out there, and good on them, but the people with the information mm-hmm. businesses, right? You know, Marie Forleo's yep. of the world, who yep. all they do is information sales. Mm-hmm. They don't have this other business going on, the handmade business, <laughs> keeping them super busy. They can devote all of their time, their work time, I should say, to the marketing of their course or whatever it is that they're selling. Yeah. You don't have that yeah. luxury. You've got a you've got a kid. You've got a house. You've got another business that's going really well um, that mm-hmm. you need to spend time on. So yeah, I totally think that you need to start small and lean with that, just like you've done with the rest of your business. Yeah, like you've you've already built up this great following on Instagram. You know, because um, I know you're thinking you're you're planning on doing some sort of course um, around or ebook around Instagram stuff. Mm, you and, see, I've actually kind of reached a bit of a standstill on that because I feel like, yeah. I, you know, I got really sort of, you know, I really, I really enjoy helping people and that's great. Mm-hmm. But then I sort of thought about, you know, the greater picture of that, how that aligns with my business mm-hmm. and the core of what I do and why I do it. And I'm sort of yeah. thinking, am I, am I just getting distracted by something lovely and shiny again? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> is this actually <laughs> something that, is is a is a good fit for me, mm. you know. I feel like I've learned something that I'm enjoying talking to others about. But is that really where I should be focusing my time? Or I mean, mm. I, I have an ebook pretty much ready to go. It just needs formatting. But now I'm second guessing myself, thinking, you know, actually, if I if I pursue that, am I actually just taking time and energy away from where I really should be focusing it? Yeah. And that's that's a very valid thought process, you know, and it's a, an important decision to make. Um, you know, do you, and thinking like kind of picture yourself in the future, which direction seems more like it's going to give you the results you want. So really what you have to decide is what what do I want? Like how much money do I want to be making? How much time do I want to be spending working? Um, what sort of work do I enjoy? Like am, if I do start going down this passive income sort of alternative income stream um you know how much time is it going to take me how much money is it going to make me in you know maybe not straight away in the long term whatever and is it going to be something that i can commit to growing in the long term or is it just going to be a one-off thing that i just go oh no i can't continue that and and kind of thinking about that you know it might help you make a choice i mean i personally obviously think having that second thing is a great idea um, because not only does it give you a different income stream, it also gives you uh, something else to think about. (laughs) You know, it gives you something else to do, something else to, and I know, and you probably like, God, I don't need anything else to think about, but it gives you something else that's different, you know, because like you said, there's already, you've you've reached the point with with your craft that there's already things that you, are sick of making because you've, you've had to do it so many times, right? So yep. sometimes, and, and you know, if people, you have to be honest about that. Like there are times where you just go, oh, God, I don't want to make that thing one more time because I've made it 150 times already. Um, and that's, a, you know, it's a valid thing to feel. But I mm-hmm. think also uh, what I, my, my strategy for coping with that is either I have some other work that I, I can do um, you know, mm-hmm. to move to and then come back to it. Or I do the gratitude game, which is, you know, where I sit there and go, okay, well, if I wasn't doing this, what would I have to be doing to make money? Yeah. And that always makes it yeah. better. <laughs> because oh, I visualize God. being back in a classroom or something and that just makes me go, oh, no, never stop again. It. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's always a, a winner for me. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. you are your 
you know, you're, there's something you're passionate about. And this is how we all got into this. There's something we're passionate about. There's something we really enjoy. And then we want to share it with people. How we share it with people is what we have to decide. And I think I've I've come to realize about myself that the thing I enjoy, the making is, is secondary. The, the running a business and forming communities and 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 doing that marketing storytelling is is what really lights me up. The mm-hmm. the, the product is secondary, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm fully aware that this particular product is going to have a lifespan because yeah. it's kind of on trend at the moment and it's getting a lot of media attention and people are approach magazines are approaching me to do little mm-hmm. stories on stuff like I'm not having to chase that what that tells me is that it's it's having a moment in the limelight and that won't last forever mm-hmm. so I'm already thinking around okay so how long might that be like what's that projective lifespan and and then what you know I'm throwing around those kind of things to think about so maybe having that other string to my bow isn't a bad thing. No, and I look. You've answered your own question. The making is secondary. Yeah. That's what you said to me. Yeah. So what that tells me is that's not where your passion lies necessarily, and that's perhaps not where you're best spending your time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. And at this point, because you're stuck on the treadmill, you can't see any way through changing that because it seems like it's way too overwhelming, and it'll be way too much work. To, to, to make a shift in that part of your business. But think about one, two years down the line, if you're still doing exactly what you're doing now, will you be happy with that? Uh, yeah, as long as I'm filthy rich. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say yes, because right now the, the balance of what that, what the roles, what the job looks like is, mm-hmm. is really fulfilling to me. Okay. But if it's the fact if it stays nice and snug and cozy mm-hmm. as it is. And I think one of the reasons I'm hesitant to to grow in the sense of um becoming bigger and having more people involved is I've I've worked in a company as it was going through that transition and I saw the, the changes in the you know, a very small company mm. that grew to be quite big. Yeah, which was was their goal, but I just thought that's not that's not that's not what I want. I don't want to spend my time managing people. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to cap my growth at a certain point, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I just you know, it's in my nature to want to kind of work smarter, not harder, and to solve yep. those problems and 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 really face that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, and that's like you know, as we said, as I said earlier, you know, capping your growth. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I've deliberately done that with my business. Yeah, because I don't ever want to employ anyone. <laughs> you know, I I, I don't want to. Except your husband. Yeah, well, except my husband. But I don't it want to employ. No, he doesn't count. He goes where I go, so it's okay. But if, <laughs> if I was having to employ someone else, um, to come into my home studio and make stuff, like I couldn't just pick up and go off to England for two months, like I'm going. You know, we're going to later in this year. I'd have someone else's job response. You know, they. Yes. I'd be responsible taking care yes. of that person and that would curtail my freedom and freedom is my number one motivator it's yeah. my number one value yeah. so that's where having those you know knowing those overarching core values is mm-hmm. so important because it helps you to make these decisions you know it helps you decide whether you want to employ someone like in real in real life here with you who comes in and does stuff or yeah. if you want to parcel out virtual parts of your business to people who can work from anywhere at any time so you can keep that stuff running even when you do take time off and that they're not 100% reliant on you for a living. Yeah, yeah. They're running their own business and I'm just a part of that. Client. Yeah, client. Yeah, exactly. And that gives you freedom and it gives you flexibility while also taking some stuff off your plate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Talk to <them> around. Reluctant. <laughs> 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 <So, laughs> the reluctant advice taker. But look, and I love talking to you because you're so real about it. And also, you know, the fact of the matter is, I can I can sit here and give you advice while I'm blue in the face, but no one else knows your business and what you want other than you, really. 
Yeah. So yeah. I can only, and that's, you know, that's what I and any other business mm. person, coach, mentor, whatever you want to call us, does is goes on our own experience. But I'm very aware that my experience is not your experience and my desires and, and goals are not yours. So, you know, you're the only one with the power and the, the knowledge to make the right choice for which direction you take your business in. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes it's hard to ask yourself those difficult questions. Mm. You know, you can get really good at avoiding them. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith's just wrote in the group, sometimes saying words and thoughts out loud helps you to realise things. Yes, that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. It does. Having that sounding board, having that person to talk to and kind of bounce off. So... I am curious though where you're thinking with the whole ebook e-course passive income thing. Like, where are you at right now with that? What What are you feeling about that? Okay, so my vision for that was to create a series of small lessons mm-hmm. that would come together to form a larger um, video-based e-course teaching people how to renovate a doll's house. So oh, teaching cool. them. Yeah, so that they can still buy my product to put in that doll's house, but it's kind of like the skills to find one, buy one, you know, um, mm-hmm. paint one, all those kind of things that us creative types just do intuitively. Yeah. But I have had a lot of questions about them. So um, I did a recently did a uh, a challenge on Instagram. Um, that I had about 50 people participate in. So I did a like a five-day auto email mini course slash challenge. Yep. So doing a yep, yep, prompt, prompts every day and a, like a little mini lesson to kind of mm-hmm. grow my list, but also to gather information about what, is this something that people actually want to know about. So yep. I felt that through that I was able to kind of understand really what people have questions around. Mm-hmm. But I had in my head that I just like create this, big thing like you know that I have to yeah. take like two months off to create this thing because there are all these barriers like video and you know I'm gonna have to dye my hair and put on makeup and all that kind of what? thing you know like rubbish you know, yeah, no I see it's a barrier I didn't say it was real but it feels like a barrier <laughs> <laughs> to be on video or whatever and then they're gonna edit the thing and you know it's, it's more involved than just going on Instagram Live, for example. Yes, yes yeah. it is. So, but it's not that yeah. difficult. No, it's not. I've just made it feel difficult. So now mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have to do that. I can do one 10-minute yak into the camera about how you, like, what tools might be useful to yeah. have, yep. you know? And then that's like a whole little lesson. And instead of doing, like, this big thing with this big launch with webinars which terrify the crap out of me you know all these I've never things. once done a webinar for any of my <sighs> anything it's just something I don't want to do so I haven't done it no me neither there you I mean go. it's you the thing but I, I don't want to thank you <laughs> oh my you have to do it <laughs> so I think like I've got this this warm audience for that and maybe I just make this thing I promote it in the normal ways that I do my normal product launches and I have it as an evergreen product that literally sits in my cart that you Mm -hmm. buy and you get an automatic link password doofer to access I think that's manageable yeah 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 and and the good thing about it is that you can just do one and then mm-hmm. over time you can do more and then you can package, yeah. like put them in a package and yes. whatever. Like, the, you know, the yep. stuff that you're going to be teaching. And I love that idea of like the, the teaching people about dollhouses because that's brilliant. Like it's perfectly in line with your products. Mm-hmm. And like you said, especially if you're making kits, oh, my God, like, you know, that's yeah. kind of hidden on every part of the process there, which is brilliant. And, yeah, you know, you can film it with your iPhone and, yeah. you know, use free editing software and, Post the videos on YouTube, unlisted or whatever. Like it's there's ways to do it that's cheap and yeah. and not too complicated. So yeah, and yeah, and like not I don't need thing. yeah, I don't need a teachable subscription to do this. Like um, you mm. know, I've listened to way too many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the way you do this huge thing that we're making so much money. Yeah, yeah. blah blah. I I don't. That's not where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah. No, and you know what? It would, but is that what you want? Like, oh no, it, 
No, like, I mean, sure, we all want to make a bit of money. Let's be honest. That's what business is about. But again, again, it comes back to the core value thing. Like, you know, I've, I've watched all these people over the years and I've launched digital products so many times, but I do it my own way. And I've never done the whole big, you know, three video series, webinar series, blah, 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 blah thing, because that doesn't feel true to me. And it doesn't, it's not something I want to do. And sure, and, and I could be launching these $2,000 courses whatever but that's not my audience and that's not who I want to serve I want to serve you guys you know the people who are starting out and growing handmade businesses who don't have thousands Mm. of dollars to throw (laughs) at stuff necessarily at courses and whatnot and so that was a deliberate choice for me um so instead I went a different direction you know like with setup shop which I keep deliberately affordable and the thriver Mm. circle which I keep deliberately affordable and my um you know, my goal is to bring in as many people as possible and help as many people as possible at that lower price point, which, yeah. you know, in the long run is fine because it makes me enough money to keep it all going and to live yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's no-brainer purchases like that that are very mm. easy to sell. You know, yeah. like the Thrivers so-called membership, it, it's a no-brainer. I don't even notice that going out of my PayPal subscription. Like it's you know, and another one that I that kind of really helped me realize this is um, Kate Toon, the SEO lady. Like mm-hmm. I just clicked by on that 1995 10-day SEO challenge, and I think she was used to offer that as a free product, but it's valuable and it has an outcome, and it's not too yeah. much. And and yeah. the fact that it's not huge is good because yeah. my market then actually doesn't actually have a lot of time so they don't mm-hmm. want to sit down and have an eight-week drip-fed course that they have to mm-hmm. do every week or they feel like they're wasting their money yeah bing exactly mm-hmm. you you know if you know your market and you know your customer that's how you can deliver something that they want to need and you know your idea of doing short little video workshops on different things mm-hmm. you know they can then buy the one that, about the thing they don't know about or that they want to learn about that weekend you know it's not a huge thing you know it's not a huge expense it's not a huge commitment it's just a a small thing but for you you can make heaps of those over time and people will come and buy the one that's right for them at that particular time and and so on and so forth so it can be a long-term strategy yeah yeah because i'd like to make them so that they flow into each other so you can learn one thing and if you have questions about the next step you can get the add-on or you can buy the whole package but exactly yeah 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 i think that's a really great idea definitely I'm I'm in two thumbs up about that. <laughs> Great. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And that Let us, that's actually like one morning of getting extra babysitting. That's not six weeks out of my life to you know. Yeah. And you can try and the good thing about something like that, a smaller product, is you can try it. Like do two or three, see how they go. Yeah. And then decide whether you want to con- continue going in that section yeah you know um yes. in that direction if if it's something that people are responding to it's it's those little steps that make us help us decide which direction to take our business you know if people yeah. aren't buying or aren't responding then you know not to devote any more time to it or you yeah. need to work out why like are you not marketing it effectively is the quality not enough for people you know is the pain point not enough i hate using that term because it sounds awful but you know <laughs> it's the thing you know, the, the, their desire to learn that thing from you rather than from someone on YouTube for free or whatever. Yeah. You know, and and that, that's – sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, carry no. On. That's, <laughs> that is, you know, that is gold, uh, you know, yeah. trying that stuff out. And, and that's where building the brand that you have and building the trust that you have with your customers is a great thing because mm. it's all about them trusting you specifically and being willing to give you money to learn from you. They're not just trying to learn generically this thing from anyone. Yep. And that that had been a bit of a barrier, being like, well, this Mm. information is out there. I I found it for free. But it's the the curating it and providing it in this really easy-to-find, easy-to-consume manner um, Mm. to my tribe who already know and trust me that, that that makes it of value, not yeah. just something that they just would expect for free. Yeah, and I, I remember I did a, a, um, 
I wrote a post and then I turned it into a podcast, but that, you know, why would I pay for something that I can Google for free? Oh, that was you, but yeah. yeah. That was me. That was you. <laughs> My podcast, yep. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, I don't teach yeah. you, you know, I don't teach anything that someone couldn't figure out for themselves. And I'm completely honest about that. Like, I don't, I hate the, the terminology of other oh, secrets to this thing. Like, there are no secrets. There is just experience and knowledge and wisdom because someone has yeah. done it before and they've tried things out and they've worked out a good way of doing it that will probably work for you as well and that's what they're sharing and that's what I try to share and that's why I try to learn from other people in the same way. So, and that's what it's about. Like the reason people come to me and you guys trust me, I hope, is that I've demonstrated that I know what I'm doing (laughs) and that I'm doing my best to help you guys do your best. So, and that's all you have to do. You know, you're demonstrating that you know your craft, you know that your staff, and people trust you so that they will come and choose to learn from you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what will make it work. Crossing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Like, I hope keep us in the loop about how this all goes. No pressure. But, you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, remember, I, think, I think for me, that accountability. What's that? What's that? Oh, um, their habit. Is it Gretchen Rubin's habits, tendencies yes. thing? Oh, yes. You know yes, 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 yes. the one? You're an so obliger. I am an obliger. So the model of my business actually makes me commit. Like, I think you commented on the Thriver Circle. Like, once somebody's bought something, you will make that happen. Yes. Because there's the pressure of someone. But the idea of pre-selling something terrifies me because I know mm. I'll have that pressure to create. And I'm like, but what if I don't want to? Then I'll that, have to do it anyway. You what, will. If, what if one person buys and then I'm like, oh, I'm still going to make to make it. Yeah. So take, take the pressure off, make small things. Okay, well, there you go. In yeah. two weeks' time, <laughs> I expect to see at least <laughs> a, an Stop example it. video. You know? No. Stop it. Two weeks. Just do it. No, just do like an easy video on your iPhone. Like, make it a practice run. This is what I would be doing. And what do you guys think? Ask for some feedback. Oh, okay. You don't have to, like, do your hair fancy and edit it super nicely (laughs) and whatever. (laughs) Okay. guys, and again, don't be afraid to be yourself, you know, like makeup. Ugh, I hate makeup. I'll occasionally put some, like, mascara or something on if, if I feel like my, I need to, but that, that for a video, that's about the extent of it. Like, it's just not me, so I don't do it. I, I'm not one of those perfectly coiffed, lipsticked people that you see sometimes out there. It's just I would feel completely fake doing that, so I don't. And and that's that's fine. People, I think people respect that, and it's okay. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, I have never once watched, you know, somebody, like, I've never watched um, one of your workshops where you, you, you have your webcam or whatever and mm. even noticed what you're wearing. I'm too interested in <laughs> what you're saying, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not, yeah. as a viewer, I'm not, I'm not assessing or judging. That's not, it's not relevant to the to the content you know that's it but it just yep. I don't know, it's so silly isn't it? it just feels like a barrier i don't know yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll be good awesome okay. that has, i think that's been great i've enjoyed talking to you i okay. hope you've gotten well, some clarity out of that i do i have before you go i have one yes. question that i thought yes. this afternoon yes. okay so while i'm away yes. in the uk i will be doing a few business related things Mm-hmm. Like checking out, uh, I've got some meetings lined up and checking out some um, fairs and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit confused. Obviously, I don't feel like I can write off my whole family holiday <laughs> as a business expense. Yep. <laughs> it would be nice. I don't think I can. Um, but how do you document, process, keep track of things that are business expenses and how do you... I don't know. Like, have you? I'm, I'm imagining okay. that on your great travels, you've done a little bit yep. of this. Yeah. Okay. So, whenever you are going, when once you're over there, like, talk to your accountant about writing off part of your actual airfare. I, there may be things around doing that because you you are you have you have previously organised business things happening over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you actually are there, any travel you do to and from these things, any food mm-hmm. that you buy, any of that stuff, just get like receipts or write down mileage or whatever 
and put it all, if you have like a business credit card or or something like that, always put everything on that. And it's a business expense. Like anytime you meet with anyone and go anywhere, uh, like, you know, you or you go to an event and buy a ticket or whatever, always buy it on your business account and it's a business expense, simple as that. So no, you can't write off the whole thing, <laughs> but any <laughs> any travel or any meals or any accommodation or any events or anything that you go to, yeah, it's it will be yeah. a business expense. So yeah. just trade it. It's the same as it would be if yeah. I were here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When are you going to be over there? Out of curiosity. Oh, um, middle of August to middle of September. Ish. Oh, you just missed me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going oh. from I'm going to July. <laughs> Stop it. Well, I hope you get all the rain and we get all the nice weather. Oh. Because <laughs> one of us will. I know, I know. Awesome. Thank you so much, cool. Steph, for putting yourself on the line and coming and chatting to me tonight. And do keep us updated. I want to hear how this all goes and what yep. you're thinking and kind of the process as you move forward with it all. I certainly will. You know me and my overshares. I will be yeah. there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jess. That was really helpful. You're welcome. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'll see you in the circle. Bye. Bye. Huge thanks to Steph for being willing to share her business intensive with you and the world. And uh, if you ever want to do a business intensive with me, of course, all you have to do is join the Thriver Circle and put yourself forward for one of our business intensives. It's always good fun and we all get a lot out of it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast for another week, of course. Oh, and just a heads up, if you're interested in learning how to wholesale your work, so sell your work to shops, etc., my course Wholesale Know How will be running again soon. So keep an eye out for that. If you want to know more about the course, head on over to Wholesale Know, that's K-N-O-W, how.com to find out all about it. Thanks for listening for another week and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. I'm Jess Van Den and goodbye for now.